Speed Cafe newscast. Your host, Mark Fogarty. Coming up, the latest on Sandown's future, good news and bad news. Cam commits why Waters is staying at Tickford Racing. ARG here to stay, but S5000 on the edge of survival. All this and more, straight ahead on Speed Cafe Newscast. Hi there, race fans. I'm Mark Fogarty, and here's what's happening. The Sandown 500 is back this weekend, and while it's not the last supercars enduro at the iconic suburban Melbourne circuit, it's going to be one of the last. Latest intelligence is that the final year of car racing at Sandown will be 2025. Of course, we've been talking about Sandown's demise for at least a decade, but sadly, now the end is coming. Melbourne Racing Club, the owner of the unique combined horse and motor racing complex in southeast suburban Springvale, is committed to selling the site for residential redevelopment. In a rare, if unintended, doubleheader, Sandown hosted the Speed Series on the weekend ahead of the Penrite Oil Sandown 500. Now, insiders tell us that 2025 will be the last year of car racing at Sandown. There'll be a 60th anniversary Sandown 500 next year, but 2025 is up in the air as Supercars pursues racing on the Formula One Singapore Grand Prix undercard. The Singapore Grand Prix is traditionally held on the same mid-September weekend as the Sandown 500 has been. So, what do we know? Well, not much. But what we do know is that Sandown's FIA Grade 3 track licence is good through 2025. And that's probably not a coincidence. Despite being 60 years old, Sandown is by far the best permanent track in the country with a huge grandstand, easy road and rail access and plenty of parking. Sandown is a great track, but its facilities are very old and tired. The track surface is also not ideal, although enthusiasts would argue that the patchy tarmac adds to its appeal. And despite all of that, it's still the best permanent circuit in terms of spectator facilities by far. Sandown is also just 28 kilometres from town and in the midst of Melbourne's booming southeast. The track makes money, used most days for driver training or club events, plus five major race meetings. But the Melbourne Racing Club is committed to selling the site, reportedly worth $700 million dollars to fund the expansion of its showcase Caulfield Racecourse redevelopment. The Sandown Grandstand is heritage listed, but that only guarantees a part will be retained 
like the remnant of the nearby long-defunct Waisley Park AFL ground. Longer term, Sandown will be replaced by the proposed Avalon Super Circuit west of Melbourne. So get along to Sandown while you can, because it's not going to be here for very much longer. Sports star Cam Waters is staying at Dickford Racing. Amid speculation about his future, Waters has renewed with the Ford team for another year. He made that clear as he outlined his plans for next year. Ah, look, nothing's been confirmed or anything, but um, you don't have to be a rocket scientist to work out where I'm going to be next year. And you'll, more to the point, you'll still definitely be in supercars next year full-time, won't you? Yeah, yeah, I'll be in supercars next year, and um, yeah, I don't see my, my life changing a whole lot next year. Uh, it'll be much the same, so, um, you know, all the formal announcements and all that stuff gets played out uh, when they decide to, but I, I don't see myself going to a, a Blanchard second car or a Matt Stone racing. Waters further indicated that Tickford's cutback from two to four cars was a major factor in his decision. Look, it's good that Tickford are going back to two cars, I think. Um, you know, they've looked at their business model and, and how they go about it all. and. Um, you know, they made the decision that they think two's best for them and they've done the, you know, a lot of stuff with the engineering side of the business as well. You know, they're really scaling that up. So, um, you know, Rod and Sven have, have done awesome looking at all aspects of the business and, and doing what they think they, they need to do to be able to go for championships and, and race wins, you know, week in, week out, year in, year out. So, um, yeah, I think it's only a good thing. Waters visited the recent NASCAR Cup Series race at Daytona, sounding out guest drives next year. I'd love to, for sure. Uh, kind of go do what Shane and, and Brody have done this year. Um, you know, Daytona was great to go there and, and see a super speedway, uh, but, you know, there's no calendars or any of that stuff out yet, so it's hard to kind of lock anything away. Um, but, yeah, just working progress. Hopefully we something like that can happen for me next year um, obviously I've been pretty vocal that that's where I want to mm. want to be and, and what I want to do so um, just wait and see mate is there interest there particularly for the uh, road course or street races for me or from for you yeah like that's that's what I want to go do I want to try and do some road course racing over there and um, you know even try some oval stuff and um, not just that maybe some sprint car stuff as well obviously I do that here in Australia and um, you know, I've got a great team, my uh, chief racing team in Australia. So I've been getting up to speed and probably at a point where I could, you know, probably go to America and do a bit of racing over there and, and have a bit of fun. But it, has interest been expressed among the NASCAR teams you know, to, to, yeah, to get you on board next year? Um, I mean, you know, Shane and Brody have made supercars drivers hot property, haven't they? Yeah, what they've done is, has been awesome for, for supercar drivers. Um, you know, Shane going over and, and doing what he did was phenomenal. Really, it was, it was amazing. And and even Brody, you know, with his circumstances, he, he did very good. Um, you know, in qualifying and, and in the race, he was he was trucking forward. So um, definitely, probably opened some eyes over there from um, you know, some NASCAR teams um, and some doors. I'm not sure, maybe. Um, like I said, that for me, I'm going to have to work out where 
um, where the calendars and all that stuff sits before you can really do anything. It's, it's still a bit early to be locking anything away or, or any of that stuff. But um, yeah, what Shane and Brody have done haven't hurt what I'm trying to do. Meanwhile, Waters is excited about the return of the Sandown 500. He's paired with James Moffat, who dominated the Trans Am races at Sandown on the weekend. Waters says there are lots of unknowns going into the Sandown 500. Yeah, it's awesome to be back at Sandown for the 500, not just a sprint race. Um, obviously, I won it in 17, so that was um, that was pretty special. First race win, um, and we've always been pretty competitive here. So, um, you know, it's good to have, you know, the Sandown 500, you know, as a lead up to the 1000 as well. Um, I think the race is going to be pretty different to, to other years with the Gen 3 cars. Um, and, you know, having co-drivers learning the Gen 3 cars, um, the DEG, you know, the different fuel loads, is, it's going to be a lot different. Hmm. What do you think about your chances, you and Moff? Pretty good combination. And you've been slowly creeping up recently in the Mustang. Yeah, I think we've been competitive um, against the other Mustangs for sure. Taylor and Ben was, was a good weekend for us, but, um, you know, the low deg probably helped us a little bit. Um, and the style of racing, uh, you know, Moss fast. He's doing plenty of racing. He's got so much experience. He gets in the car and um, he's right up to speed. So it's, it's awesome to have a co-driver like that um, to be paired up with. Um, you know, test day was great. I'd like to say we can come and, and win this weekend um, or next weekend, but... Um, We'll just wait and see how everything kind of pans out. Different kind of circuit, long, couple of long straights, but also a bit of curb bashing going on around here, isn't there? It's going to be tough on the cars. Yeah, it's, it's going to be hard on the cars for sure. Um, you know, turn two, three, it's very physical on, on the steering and, and all that stuff. And, you know, the racks haven't been the best part of the, probably the Gen 3 car this year. So hopefully they... Um, can cop the punishment of you know 500k around Sandown, and um, we can get to the end and and put on a good show for the fans. Quirky supercar star David Reynolds is also looking forward to the 500, partnered by five times Bathurst 1000 winner Garth Tander. Yeah, absolutely. It was the, one of the greatest races of the year. Um, I really like. I really enjoy the 500. It's a good good lead into Bathurst. And you know it's a really difficult track, really hard on your tyres, and it's going to be a bit of a different race this year because you know these cars are fundamentally completely different in the fuel tank and on tyre life compared to what we've had in the past. So it's going to be um, it's a bit of an unknown. I'm excited. It's especially important to have the Sandown 500 back as a, a warm up for Bathurst, which we haven't had for a couple of years. So with Gen 3 and all the changes, it's crucial, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon we actually probably needed a Winton 500 leading into the Sandown 500. Because, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, there's like, you know, the cars are quite difficult to drive and um, all the main drivers have been driving them all year. So all the all the co-drivers are going to turn up and, you know, have to learn these cars that we've been driving for six months. So, you know, they are quite difficult to get on top on. So um, I'm expecting a, a few crashes in at the mountain. I think it's going to be one of those weekends where a lot of stuff's going to happen because it's... You know, for even for the main drivers, we're going to be pushing as hard as we can with a car that we don't really understand the limits around there. So, you know, and there's, uh, you can't, 
you can't make mistakes around the mountain. So it's you know it's it, it's quite important to really learn the car um, for the enduro drivers at Sandown. That's why I said we should go to Winton have a 500 before that. <laughs> of course, you're paired up with Garth Tander. Yeah, that's a pretty powerful combination. You must like your chances for for both events. Yeah, I, I yeah thoroughly enjoy working with Garth so far. I never thought I'd drive side by side with him in my career, but um, yeah, really, really loving the loving having him beside me. He's really good at his job, speaks really well. Um, yeah, understands the cars, understands the game. Obviously, he's not fully he's not driving full time, but he's still part of it full time, if you know what I mean. So he and he talks to you know a lot of people up and down pit lanes. So he's got a lot of knowledge, and he's been in a lot of good teams. So you know he is you know the best co-driver you can get. So I'm absolutely over the moon to have him. Reynolds Penrite Racing Team will be running a special tribute livery at the Sandown 500. More after this short break. Race Fuels is Australia's leading supplier of racing fuels. And with the new Bowsers at Queensland Raceway, it's never been easier to source your racing fuel trackside. Elf Race 102 is imported racing fuel direct from Europe. Offering power and protection, the Elf Race 102 is a popular fuel with racers seeking gains over pump fuel. Improve your lap times with Elf Race 102. www.racefuels.com.au All your fuel at the racetrack. You're listening to the Speed Cafe Newscast. Welcome back. Second level racing under the Australian Racing Group banner has come under fire lately. Headlined by TCR, S5000 and Trans Am, AIG is owned by Gary and Barry Rogers. As well, GRM enters multiple cars in those main categories. Clearly, the Rogers are propping up AIG to the tune of many millions of dollars. AIG underpins Motorsport Australia's speed series set to star at seven of next year's proposed 10 events for the Speed Series. Despite criticism, most notably from Roland Dane in his Speed Cafe column, Barry Rogers is adamant that AIG is here to stay. We just get on and get work done. We're probably, you know, if you said from our point, I'd say Gary and I, we just put the head down, bum up, and sometimes maybe... Um, um, the communication might not be as it should be, but uh, you know, the, the criticism. I'm not sure. I read, you know, you read bits and pieces, or people tell you about bits and pieces, including, you know, what we should, should be doing, helping people to go to Tassie, all these sort of things, which we do anyway. I, I really can't follow a lot of it, to be honest. There's a lot of ill-informed comment out there, and hey, people should ring, pick up the phone and talk to us, and and um, maybe be a bit more accurate in what's actually reported. Yeah. Yeah. Have you spoken? Roland Dane has had some particularly yeah. pointed comments. Yeah, haven't spoken to Roland at all, haven't heard from him. You know, I think, look, some, hey, a lot of what he said made a lot of sense, to be honest with you, but there was some information there that wasn't correct. And, but anyway, that's, look, hey, look I, I, Roland's fantastic. He's not much different than Gary. I, look, I understand he's a, a, from a business point of view, he, he's got the business side of it, but I think genu- genuinely he's got the good, good, the good of motorsport um, that he's thinking of. So um, I think... You know, but still, probably just do a bit more homework before you write those sort of things. Yeah. But and we've spoken about this before. Yeah. You're here 
to stay in for the long haul with the various AIG categories? Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, there's no questioning. Has it been challenging? Bloody oath has been challenging. You know, there's we've had some issues within the business itself that we've had to sort through in the last six months. And, you know, we're probably down to, you know, ground zero, if you want to call that. Um, I likened it to the gallery the other day. It's like a... It's like a big mansion was built out in the outer suburbs. We're going to have to knock the big mansion down and build a couple of nice family homes there, and that's what we're doing. Yeah. However, Rogers admits it's crunch time for the future of S5000, laid by small fields. Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, it is. I mean, the, the fact is we can't run a... It, it, it's no good running out of 10 cars out there, of which we're running five. Um, that, that's, not, that's not sustainable. Um, um, and, I, and I keep repeating it. The, the license issues that supercars have created, putting regulations within their rules, overriding Motorsport Australia to the license that a driver needs, it's disgraceful. It honestly is. I mean, young drivers out there need to be able to dream to get to that top end and not be forced to go down a Super 2 track. And, you know, S5000 is a great alternative for, for drivers in a, you know, a very high-level car to drive, fast car, challenging car. Guys that can drive those can drive a supercar, and it's just absolutely ridiculous that that gateway hasn't been opened up. And to be honest with you, you know, if their aim was to kill it, potentially they're, they're very, very close, and that's sad for motorsport if that happens. But I will press on any of the year. We've still got hope that those rules, that that regulation will be removed from the supercar regulations. Um, if it's not, yeah, the future of it is very, very questionable. Well, that change of regulation would open the floodgates, wouldn't it? Well, I wouldn't necessarily open the floodgates, but I think there's probably four or five drivers out there that would see it as a good way to go, um, an ec economical way to go racing in a car that. You know, if they if they can master it, proves that they're capable of driving at the top at the top level, and the top level here is supercars. I mean, all you want kids to dream from a very young age that they can get the Bathurst, and you know, Bathurst is what it's all about for most people here. I know the whole championship's important, but most young kids ride around in their push bikes to start with, dreaming they're flying across Mount Panorama. Then they get in a billy cart, then they get in a go kart, and you got to keep that dream alive. It, it just can't be the rich kids that are coming through, and um, I, there's no doubt. To get involved from, in motorsport from the start, you have got to have some funds. It's not like buying some footy boots or a cricket bat. It is expensive from the start, but we really do need to just remove those or lessen those barriers as much as we possibly can. And that's what Gary's aim was with these cars. And, you know, unfortunately from the start, there was very little support from Motorsport Australia and then since from supercars. In, in recent times, Motorsport Australia have been fantastic. They've, they've, they've seen probably what was wrong and they've rectified their rule regarding the licence, but um, in the meantime, supercars have put it into their own regulations. So we'll see. Time will tell. Then there's the future of the Bathurst International, one of just five major events allowed each year at Mount Panorama. This November's event features the penultimate round of the TCR World Tour, paired with night racing the week before at Sydney Motorsport Park. I mean, speculation that another group is bidding to take over the Bathurst International slot. Rogers revealed that ARG has a three-year deal for both the Bathurst International and the TCR World Tour. Yeah, they're both on uh, three-year deals to come to um, to run the events. And uh, listen, there's uh, there's ten cars coming this year from overseas. We expect a grid of about 26 or 27 cars at both those events, which is what look. Again, we, here this weekend, there's 14 or 15 cars out there. We need 20 plus, and uh, I really think we can build some momentum. Um, and, you know, 
investing into that has been a huge investment for us to, to put that together for the next three years. Great support from the ARDC, the Bathurst City Council, Motorsport Australia have all been very, very supportive of it and have got behind it. And to have an international event here, I think, you know, I think it's... Yeah, I think it'll be something that's very, very worthwhile to go and see and uh, hopefully over the three years it can, it can really build. Notably, the Rogers also have a share in Supercars owner race, but without representation on the board. Like the other shareholders, they are waiting for a return on their investment as Supercars fails to break new ground. Next year's Repco Supercars Championship is destined to be 13 events, just one more than this year. The only addition is a return to New Zealand. Back soon. Speedcafe.com, your number one source for all the latest motorsport news and features. Breaking news, live event updates, unprecedented global motorsport coverage, performance motoring news and reviews. All in the palm of your hand, anywhere, anytime. Speedcafe.com. First, fast and free. You're listening to the Speed Cafe Newscast. As well as the Speed Series at Sandown, there was plenty happening in racing overseas. IndyCar, sports cars, rally and MotoGP starred, as Jackie reports. Australia's Jack Miller was left fuming after crashing out of the MotoGP at Amola. He says he was at the wrong place at the wrong time when he collided with Michelle Pirro on that 10. Meanwhile, Jorge Martin put on a masterclass, leading the whole 27 laps to take the win. He closes the margin to championship leader Francesco Bagnaia to only 36 points. Bagnaia finished third, Marco Bezzecchi took second, giving Ducati another clean sweep. The Super Cheap Auto TCR Australia Series led the action at the Shannon Speed Series round at Sandown, where Tony Dalberto and Bailey Sweeney took the wins. Sweeney's two victories ensure he leads the title by 30 points from teammate Josh Buchan ahead of the two TCR World Tour rounds. It was a clean sweep for James Moffat in the National Trans Am, with Elliot Barber finishing second for the round ahead of Lucky Dalton. Jim Policina took the round victory in the Kumo Viet Touring Cars. He scored the win in race two, splitting the title contenders Jamie Tilly and Jude Bagwana. At the end of the round, Bagwana leads the standings by 47 points. In the monochrome GT4 series, Shane Smolin continued his winning run in his Porsche GT4, followed by Steve Jukes in his BMW F82 M4 and Mark Griffith driving a Mercedes AMG GT4. Cameron McLeod took two victories on the way to the round win in the Mark Cars series. Dan Jarlson won the final race on the way to second ahead of Jake Camilleri. Formula Open was won by Ryan Howe after two race wins. Trent Grubel finished second after taking the win in the third event. Miles Bromley completed the podium. In Greece, the World Rally Championship contested the famed Acropolis Rally where Calais Ravenpera led Toyota to a 1-2 win from Elfin Evans. Third went to Spaniard Danny Sordo in what was a rally of attrition. Scott Dixon ended the IndyCar series with a victory at Laguna Seca from fellow New Zealander Scott McLaughlin and this year's champion Alex Palau. Dixon trailed Palau by 78 points as McLaughlin led the Team Penske charge in third. New Zealander Hunter McElroy dominated the final Indy Next round also at Laguna Seca, securing 
securing pole position and taking the race win on Saturday. Australian motocross champion Jet Lawrence's streak of 22 straight moto victories has ended at the first round of the SMX playoffs in Charlotte, North Carolina. The 20-year-old was quickest in the 450cc qualifying before finishing the first moto in seventh place. The Aussie followed it up with a second place finish in Moto2. His Honda teammate Chase Sexton won both motos. And Toyota has won on home turf in the World Endurance Championship Fuji 6-hour. Mike Conway, Kamui Kobayashi and Jose Maria Lopez took the win ahead of teammates Sebastian Buame, Brandon Hartley and Ryo Hirakawa. Porsche put up a challenge as Kevin Estre, Andre Lotterer and Lawrence Van Tort led for most of the race before finishing third. This is Jackie Shivey for Speed Cafe. Thanks, Jackie. Well, that's it for now. Back next week with the latest breaking news. In the meantime, for all the latest in motorsport around the world, as it happens, go to speedcafe.com and there will be another big-name interview on the Speed Cafe podcast on Thursday. I'm Mark Fogarty. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to a Speed Cafe Pod Hub production.